Hey, praise the Lord. Can the church say hallelujah? Hallelujah. we give honor to God today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank him for all his goodness, all his kindness, all of his favor in our lives. Knowing that the Lord has done great and marvelous things, for that we can say thank you, Jesus. Thank God for Sister Angel leading us in devotion today and the musicians, Brother Eric and Brother Dave, the ushers on the floor, for all you who are here today, pray that you've been blessed thus far by the worship experience. We're going to continue our theme and the passage of scripture in Isaiah 40. Isaiah chapter 40, and we're going to be read verses 1 through 5. When you find it, say amen. Isaiah chapter 40. Begin at verse 1, we read, he reads, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. For New Testament passage of Scripture, we're going to look at John's Gospel, chapter 6. We're going to begin reading at verse 30. The Gospel of St. John, chapter 6. And we're going to begin reading at verse 30. When you find, find it, say amen. John chapter 6, verse 30, we read, Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then, that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. Then and Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me... I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that all of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. This morning, I want to share with us from the subject, the Christian experience. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the bread of life. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we adore you. We place no one, no one, no one above you, Lord. For, Lord, you have done great and marvelous things. And we're glad about it, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for another day to come to the house of worship, to sing and to praise your holy name, to bless you and to worship with the people of God. Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Now bless your people today. All the trials and the burdens and the cares, help us to lay them on the side, Lord. 
and that we will focus on you. For you are the one that we need today. You are more than marvelous. You are more than wonderful. You are more than spectacular. You are Jesus to us, Lord, and we thank you today. Bless me, your servant, as I share your word. I would do your will, Lord. We ask these blessings today with gratitude on our hearts, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Our supper today, the Christian experience, Jesus is the bread of life. When we consider this theme, the Christian experience, and we've been sharing it for several months now, I hope that we reflect on how good God has been to us down through the years. All the things that he has done for us, all the people he brought into our lives, all the places he's taken us safely, we should think about his goodness to us today. We're talking about the Christian experience. Jesus is the bread of life. And the most significant thing I want us to think about, and as I say it each time, that, that we're Christian. It means that we ought to be Christ-like in the way we live our lives every day. Not just on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. and Not just when we come on Wednesday night, but every day of our lives, we want to reflect that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Because he lives within our hearts. We're talking about the Christian experience. Jesus is the bread of life. And I know that we have many experiences, and from time to time we hear about them. You know, in the prayer, when we do our prayer requests, we talk about the things that, that we're concerned about. And we want God to answer our prayer. We want to testify of how he's already answered prayer. And we want to thank him for what he's going to do in our lives because we're leaning and depending on him. We know that God has a plan for our lives. In Isaiah 40, we've been talking about this passage of scripture, and I hope that each time we read it, we reflect on the fact that God does have a plan for our lives. Not just one that somebody else mapped out, but his original plan for our lives. And it says, comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight. And the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. That's God's plan, his vision that he wanted to give to us for our lives. So that our sins can be forgiven. He has a plan for your entire life. Not just, you know, those who are already saved, but everybody, no matter where you are in your life journey. You can start walking up the king's highway. You can come out of darkness into his marvelous light. And live the way he wants you to live. The past is behind you because your sins are forgiven. You can move forward by faith. And when you move forward by faith, sometimes you come up against mountains. Sometimes you have to go through the valley. But you can go through those mountains, over those mountains, and through those valleys with Jesus on your side. As Brother Nate said, things will work out fine. If we walk with Jesus. If we depend on him. And when we get to those crooked places and those rough places, call on the Lord. He's nigh unto you. Once we say he's nigh even in your mouth. If you just open your mouth and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need your help. I need you to, to guide me through these crooked places and these rough places. Because he wants the glory of the Lord to be revealed in your life. 
in office, everybody, no matter where they are, no matter what their faith might be, or whether they don't have any faith at all, they'll be able to give glory to God because we're walking according to God's plan for our lives. Today we want to talk about the Christian experience. Jesus is the bread of life. And many times we've heard that Jesus is the bread of life, and I remember uh, one young man who, was, when, I was, uh, uh, when I was growing up back home, he's Delivered his first message, and his first message was Jesus is the bread of life in this passage of Scripture. And, I, and it, it lets me know that we need to depend on God no matter where we are in life. You, Mom, you probably remember DJ, and he spoke. That was his first message. And I want us to realize that Jesus is the bread of life. And we know bread is a basic substance to life. You know, you, if you had bread and water, that's all you would need to make it from day to day. You, you can have water and you can live for a while, but then your body would eat it on itself. But if you have bread and water, you can make it until you get at that table and it is spread before you again. You can truly eat everything, though, as we like to say, meat and potatoes. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. To really have what you really want. But if, you, if, you, if you're going through life and you're struggling, if you just have some bread and some water. You can make it. And Jesus wants us to understand that he is the bread of life. If we add Jesus to our Christian journey, to our difficult storms in life, we can make it through. Jesus is the bread of life. And John's gospel lets us know that he came of his own and his own received him not. But as many as believed him, they, he gave him the power to become the sons of God. We can truly be what he wants us to be, be where he wants us to be, because we believe in him. And we know what John 3.16 says, what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. In other words, you'll make it through everything, and then you'll live forever and ever and ever if you only believe in me. Jesus is the bread of life. So we come to this passage of scripture in John chapter 6. It's after he fed the multitude and after he walked on water, the people came to him and they were questioning him and they didn't really believe that he was all that he said he was. So they began to ask him some questions and they began to challenge him for their own sake. And today I want us to, to reflect on these three things as we go through this message. The first thing I want us to think about that is that he is the sign for you to believe. He is the sign for you to believe. Jesus is the bread of life. Let's look at verse 30. John chapter 6. And it says, Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in a desert as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. But my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. See, our generation, our society sometimes looks for signs. They want to they be sure. They want to be able to put their hands on it and read it and see it for themselves. But I want us to have a, a sign of faith to believe that Jesus is who he said he is. He is the sign for you to believe. Jesus is the sign. 
And so many people are going through life wondering today, you know, faith. What is faith? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But people still are clamoring for a sign. And we see these people, they just got fed from five loaves of bread and two fish. And they still looking for a sign. And I want us to understand today that after all that God has done in your life, after all that he's done in your, your parents' lives, and all he's done for people all around you, why are you still looking for a sign? Our subject today is Jesus is the bread of life. And he is the sign for you to believe. Don't go looking for something else. There are people, if Jesus don't do what they want, they go to another religion. If the pastor don't do what they want, they go to another church. If the choir don't sing what they want to sing, they go to another, another congregation. Looking around for a sign, something that makes them feel good or feel right. But we need the sign of faith today because Jesus, he already is the sign. We need to trust in him for who he is. And look what these people said. Therefore they said to him, what sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven. Now see, they still talking about Moses and something that happened probably a thousand years before this time. Now they still believe Moses, but just a few days before, they got fed bread right there themselves. So why are they looking for a sign? And as many times I read the scripture, it's a marvel to me that people would still question Jesus Christ after all that he's done. And Jesus let them know, you know, I know y'all really don't need a sign. If I, if I did it again, you still wouldn't believe me. So he said in verse 32, Moses said, most assuredly I said to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. But my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. See, Jesus gives life to the world. Not signs and wonders. That's that's something that he he throws in for a benefit. But if you will believe in him, you don't need these things. Anybody ever had something stolen from you? But you still here, eh? You still got life, health, and strength. Why do you need signs to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God? All these things are going to pass away. But heaven and earth, they're going to pass away. But my word, Jesus says, will never pass away. So we need to believe in Jesus Christ. He is the sign that we need to believe. Let's look at Matthew chapter 12. To understand that all these signs and wonders that things that people are looking for, they just they just being aggravating. They're just doing it for, for, for physical reasons. But the real thing we need is to believe in Jesus Christ. Look at Matthew twelve and verse thirty eight. Matthew twelve and verse thirty eight said, Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up in judgment with this generation and condemn it, 
because they repented because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up in judgment with the generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. Why are we looking for things that are just imitation? Why are we looking for things that are just substitutes? We can have real genuine faith in Jesus Christ. Do you say the evil generation seeks for a sign? Do you know that people can fake things? You ever, you know, watch you know, all these um, TV preachers and, you know, somebody comes in in a wheelchair. The preacher prays a great prayer over them. And then they get up and they go, oh, hallelujah, they pray they're healed. And then you go around, peek around the curtain, and you see that they were walking anyway. People are looking for a sign. And you said, no sign need to be given. We need to believe that Jesus is who he said he is. That's the sign that we need to see. We're talking about Jesus is the bread of life. And when you believe in him, you can make it. You can overcome. You can surpass all the things that this world has to offer you because you believe that Jesus is the sign for you to believe. Let's look at the second thing in this passage of scripture today. I want to encourage us to believe that Jesus is who he said he is. Let's begin reading at verse 34. John 6. His works are seen for you to believe. His works are seen for you to believe. Let's look at John 6 and verse 34. And see that Jesus wants us to believe in him and the things that he's done already to believe. Verse 34 says, then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always, my Lord. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. See, it's so important for us to believe in him. What he's already done. And the works that we've seen him do should be enough to encourage us to believe that he is who he said he is. When Jesus heals you, ain't no need in you waiting two years and then say, well, you know, Jesus ain't really God. or He's not really the savior of the world. Or, no, that was just, you know, the medicine that I took. But you need to understand that God made the medicine too. And what you have seen him do with your own eyes should be enough. Look what these people said in verse 34. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. I mean, what he did, feeding 5,000, wasn't enough. We, they've already saw his works. They didn't even know how he had crossed over the, 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 the lake. They, they, they got in a boat and they came and said, Lord, how did you get here? He'd already shown them that he was powerful enough to do anything. His works that you've already seen should be enough for you to understand that he is Jesus, the Christ, the son of the living God. And when you put your faith in him, the Bible says he can do exceedingly more, abundantly above all that we can ask or think. According to the power that works with him. In other words, your faith in him enables him to do what he does for you. If you don't believe in him, then you won't even ask him to help you. You won't even call on his name. 
You don't even need to be at Shadydale at 11 o'clock. Help me, Lord. But if you believe in him with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and your strength, when he comes through, you can be a witness and testify that, yes, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. He is who he said he is. He is the bread of life. He's what I need to live and move and have my being. Jesus is the bread of life. And his works are seen for us to believe. Let's look at John 14 and verse 8. To see that we need to just believe in him for who he said he is. John chapter 14 and verse 8 says, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long? And yet you have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the father. So how can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I am in the father and the father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the father and the father in me. Or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. We need to believe that what we have seen him do verifies that he is who he said he is. Jesus is the bread of life. He is what you need to make it in this world. And when you believe in him, you believe in the Father, and you have all the benefits of heaven because you believe he is who he said he is. We're talking today about the Christian experience. Jesus is the bread of life. He is what you need to make it. So believe in him for what you've seen him already do. The third thing and the last thing today is he was sent for you to believe. He was sent for you to believe. Let's look at verse 38 again. John chapter 6. And realize that he was sent that we might believe. John 6 and verse 38 says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I shall lose nothing, but shall raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. See, that's why Jesus came. He came that we might believe that he is the Christ, the Son of God. He came that we might believe that he came for the forgiveness of our sins. He came that we might believe that one day when we believe in him, that one day we will spend eternity with him in heaven. He was sent for that reason. Otherwise, he would not have had to come at all. But that's why he came to the earth. He said he didn't come to do his own will. He came to do the will of God that sent him. And see, you know, it's like having your children go to the store for you. If you didn't send them to the store, you wouldn't have needed it. So get up, get on your bicycle, go down the street, go to the store and pick up what I'm asking you for. There's a reason why I'm sending you. And the same is true in Jesus Christ. He came for a purpose so that we could live eternally with him one day. See, because of sin, we were separated from God. And Jesus had to come. So believing in him, we could have life. And have it more abundantly. Otherwise, he could have stayed in heaven. The Bible says that he was in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, with all glory and all power. 
It was a demotion for him to come in. He, he, he came to be what he created. They'll be like you saying, you know, I'm going to become that tree house that I built in the backyard. Your own hands formed it. You can tear it apart. You can put it back together. But Jesus humbled himself and came to this earth for you and I. He didn't have to do it, but he did. And we didn't know that he is the bread of life. God sent him so that you could believe in him, that he is the son of God. Let's look again at Jesus' purpose in Luke chapter 4. One of my favorite passages of scripture. One that I hope we as the body of Christ here begin to be Jesus' hands and feet. So we can understand why he sent us here. He has a plan for our lives. This is part of his divine plan for the people of God. Luke chapter 4, beginning at verse 18, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. See, Jesus was sent for a reason. He didn't come here to do his own will. He didn't come here just to sit around and to live and retire and sit back and take it easy. But he came to do the Father's will. And this was, these are the things that he came to do. He came to preach the gospel to the poor. That's good news. You know, all the bad news we hear when we turn on the news at 6 o'clock. Somebody died. Somebody's house burned down. Somebody got shot. But he came to preach good news. That your sins have been forgiven. You're no longer under the law. You don't have to die for those sins. I'm going to die for you. Hallelujah, somebody. He said, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. If your heart's been broken, turn your life over to Jesus. He knows how to mend the broken heart. Come to Jesus today. Let him mend your broken heart. He sent me for the recovery of sight to the blind. Those who get out of this world and get lost. Lost in the valley. Lost in the crooked places. Jesus come to open your eyes so you can see how to get where he wants to take you. That's why he came to open the eyes of the blind. No wonder we sing, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. It saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. Now I found I was blind. Oh, I was blind. Couldn't see my way. But now, hallelujah, I can see. That's why he came to open the eyes of the blind. And he said to set at liberty those who are oppressed and proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. You know, there have been people who have been bound, shackled in chains, bound with sin and trouble. But Jesus came to let you out of the jailhouse of sin. He came to break the chains the enemy puts on us. Thanks be to God. He set me free. He set me free. And I thank him today. That Jesus came to set us free from the power and the law of sin and death. See, the law kills, but Jesus come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And what do I love about this scripture? He said this day. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. If you are bound today, let Jesus set you free. If you are blind today, let him open your eyes. 
If you're brokenhearted today, let him mend that broken heart. That's what he wants to do for you. Because Jesus is the bread of life. Let us stand together.